Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus studio. Studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone. Oh, man. We're back. Can you believe it? I know it. They can't do it without us. So, uh, somebody's got to run it, do it, drive it, all of it. And that's what we're going to do today. You know, Tom Luganville's going to stop by at 7.30 and Mike Dettelier at 8.30. Crazy. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And uh, the show's brought to you by our friends. Boy, it feels good right now, doesn't it? Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Bet $50 at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for $30. It's a great deal. Especially cool this weekend in uh, Startville in Oxford. A lot cooler. I'm ready. Jason, you ready for some cooler weather? Finally. Did you see what the low's going to be in Oxford? For Saturday, it's like 43. Okay. I saw that. For the 11 a.m. game, it's going to be like 50-something in the morning as you get to the stadium. So wow. I guess it'll be kind of the same thing, just Ole Miss is playing at night and State's playing in the morning. Yeah. I mean, there won't be anybody at the State game, but uh, I will be. But um, um, you don't have to worry about parking or tickets this weekend. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, and I don't, I think it'll be, I don't think there'll be that many people tailgating. Um, but you'll have your core group. You, you oh, know, yeah, both, yeah. both schools have that core group. of. I mean, it's pretty big, you know, thousands and thousands, thousands of people. But but it won't be like uh, Alabama and LSU in town last weekend. But Ole Miss will be, will be packed because of the excitement over the win over those LSU Tigers. Can you believe LSU has the worst ranked defense in Power 5? That's what Bartu told us yesterday. That's so surprising. I mean, and then and State's defense being down. I mean, what's happening? Yeah, well, they're no, they're not just down. They're god awful. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's not good. I mean, LSU's <laughs> ranked 100, 118th. Oh. Mississippi State's ranked one hundred and twelfth. You know what? It just oh. uh, I I just thought of something. Hang on the uh, the Stella Artois caller line is six zero one. Seven zero seven thirty seven fifty, Twitter Twitter at Bo Bounds. There's a lot of snarky on my Twitter, lots of snarky <laughs> on my Twitter. When when Ole Miss wins a big game, the snark comes out. Hall of Fame snarkness. Um, Twitter at Bo Bounds. Give us a follow. Uh, I do want to thank you for the impressions. 
And then our text line, 601-885-3776. And that is brought to you by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment in Canton and Pearl. You know, I'm looking, you look like you could be in Welcome Back Carter. You've got a very 1978 look going. Is that, is that, what's going on here? Uh, So I got my, uh, I got my comedy mother shirt. Uh, comedy mothership shirt on. Uh, okay. That's Joe Rogan's comedy club. Got it. Got so, uh, and contrary to popular belief, this is a large. Okay, it's not a medium like you like to say. Yeah, because this sometimes is a, you go small, small mediums well, or small. <laughs> well, I'll go. Uh, you know, sometimes I work out right after work, so you got to already be have the have the veins kind of constricted just a little bit, you know, to where you you feel you feel awesome walking into the gym. Yeah, that's what exactly what it you, is. You you look like you're from the Bronx. Oh, in right. 1978 when it was crappy. Oh, oh, thanks. You know, it, it <laughs> appreciate it, that. It took uh, Rudy. Well, no, I was just talking about the time. Yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean. I know what you, mean. Um, you know, it's years later, it took Rudy Giuliani um, to clean up that. You know, that place was a a hellhole for a while, um, and now it's trying to revert back that way, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's gone on a pretty good 25-plus year run. But, yeah, I, I've got a – have you ever heard of the – the? Uh, I guess it was a sitcom or whatever you call it of Welcome Back, Kata? Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't. Really? I, I have not. No, I mean, there's a – Well, you I, can I, pull it up on YouTube. Okay. And I think that you'll uh, – you'll, you'll see what I'm saying. Because you've got the gold – you're flashing the gold chain. Got to have the gold chain out. You, you, you've got on a, a very, you've got like you're going a muscle shirt from 1978. Like you work at, well, a, well, at a mechanic shop. Oh, I'll take, hey, blue collar, you yeah. know, nose to the grindstone kind of guy. Yeah. Give me, I'll take that every day. Okay. Every day. All right. So, you know, we still, I, I forgot. I had a couple of them and, and they've, you know, I can't remember them. We, we, we were trending towards finding you a, a nickname. Right, right. And I had a couple and now I've forgotten them. But, um, you know, yeah, you do have the blue collar look. Yeah. Like, like Napa Auto Parts Store, which, which is a great partner of ours. Right, right. They would they would be loving you. I see. It, what about like a uh, like a Chasing Chickens kind of workout guy? Like Chasing Chickens? Yeah, you know, like Rocky, like in the backyard chasing some chickens? Oh, uh, I could see that a little bit. I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, well. That was his first movie, right? Right. When right. He, I think that was late seventies. Yeah, it was. And, and number two is my favorite of all time. Okay, but, but first one's a classic. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he. Wow, can you believe he he was able to do what he did? He he wrote it all too. So, um, that was genius. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some shows that yeah, because you got a little yeah, you got a you got a lot of nineteen late seventies kind of. New York going. What year was The Outsiders? Hmm. I want to say it was 82 or 83. But that's a good question. Um, 83, wow. Okay. You're on it. Yeah. Um, do you do you have the lit? What, was, it, was it Matt Damon, Rob Lowe, Emil, let's see, Emilio Estevez, um, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Wow, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. 
Yeah, Rob Lowe on his podcast has talked about what it was like to shoot that, and it's it's wild. Really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, wasn't that Scorsese? I think so, yeah. No, 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 no. it was the wine guy, uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and he just, he, he, uh, Coppola was a madman. And, and Rob Lowe talks about how crazy it was because they were all young. You know, they were about to be stars. Maybe Matt Damon already was, but even Cruz wasn't a star with Risky Business or whatever yet. Um, yeah, I, I, you also look like you could be WKRP in Cincinnati. Is, is, is that a, a radio station or what? Well, I don't, it may have been. In fact, I don't even know as much as I watched it as a kid at 10 years old in, you know, 1983 or 4. Um, but it was released well before that in the 70s. And, okay. Um, it was a, a show, sitcom, whatever. And it had very kind of the look that you're trying to get. Hans, handsome man with gold chain? Yeah, or or again, you know, a nineteen somebody who works in a um, a manufacturing facility or a mechanic shop in nineteen seventy eight. Somebody on the text line said, "You can call me Vinny." Yeah, no, that, <laughs> Vinny and the yeah, no, Billy Joel, and I get all that too. So, um, Vinny was a was a name was a, a, what? What am I trying to say? A prevalent name um, at that time, and then Testaverde made it somewhat. You know, somewhat cool and famous, I guess. I mean, he became a pretty good player. It wasn't his fault that he had to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he eventually got to, what was it, Chuck's Cleveland Browns? I got to think about that for a second. All right, let's do this again. Bet $50 at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Play Dancing Rabbit Golf Club for $30, Pearl River Resort. Did you know that the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge has a full bar and grill? Wonderful menu for game day. Enjoy it. Um, Monday Night Football. What is my? What are my thoughts there? Will Farrell was good on the Manning cast. Other than that, the Giants are terrible. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Tom Luganville, 730 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Matt Dillon. Yeah. Matt Damon probably was five years old, so that wouldn't have quite worked out for the outsiders. Thank you. Yeah, I just I've heard Rob Lowe talk about how crazy it was to to shoot that film and and Francis Ford Coppola and all of that. So um yeah, you 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 could you could pass for a Vinny in the Bronx in the late seventies. That gold chain is kind of aggressive this morning. <laughs> it's the black. It's the black shirt that makes it pop. You know? Oh, okay. That, that's what it is. I'll take a Vinny though. I'll take a Vinny or a Ralphie. Ralphie? Yeah, I think Ralphie's kind of. Wouldn't you say that's Let's around see. the same? Let's see. Can I get the necklace? You get, you get a picture over here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, welcome back, Kata. I can't say it like they did. 
We may have to get some audio later in the show. We're heavy interviews early. We got Tom Luganbill at Lugs at 7.30. Lugs Mania stops by at 7.30. And then we got Mike D, Mike Dettelier. Saints fans are done. Um, I don't know how much longer the Dennis Allen experiment will go, but with the schedule that they pulled, you can... You got to win. You got to go to the playoffs. Well, the schedule that they pulled, the division that they're in, uh, the cross division they pulled, the AFC South, and I know there's a lot of football left to be played, but they don't look good on offense. So I don't know what to tell Houdat Nation other than it doesn't look promising, but it's a lot of football left to play. I mean, you still got a good, talented roster. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Eh, a lot of times the NFL can get their you-know-what together, more so than um, college football. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center, or centers, because one in Belhaven on fortification, and of course, Lakeland Drive, Flowood. Um, that's their new surgery center and clinic. And, of course, they've got one up here in Madison. So, MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Did any of how, – how much of the game did y'all watch last night? That's what I want to know. Whew. How bad are the Giants? <laughs> They're bad. Giants are Panthers, which is worse. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Well, ooh. I got to think about that for a second. Uh, yeah, that's that's two bad football teams. Very bad. Very bad football team. You know, how long are they going to st- well, it's not just it, it's not just Daniel Jones, right? Um, I mean, Matt, I did I just combo that Mac Jones and who's the Giants QB? Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was like, did I just get that wrong? Um Golly, that's how irrelevant. But don't forget, he was coached by David Cutcliffe. I love it when when the, when the <laughs> national guys have to tell. Did you did you know that David Cutcliffe coached him? Um. So we've got a couple of experiments that may not last much longer in the NFL. What do you think, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones? Yeah, I just don't think Mac Jones has really had any crazy weapons around him either. I no, mean, I, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Belichick doesn't believe in, you know, he, he just doesn't believe in what's going on in the NFL today. It's weird. Well, I mean, he's succeeded with guys that look like me at slot. That is true. <laughs> you know? I mean, and then he had Gronk forever. Yeah, who, exactly. Who, you know, was was the guy before Kelsey, right? Right. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's go to some football here. Dave Bartu... Um, jumped on the show. We don't. We're not going to do audio until eight o'clock. Um, but he had some great, great stuff on the fact that the SEC does not have a national championship contender right now, according to the scoring efficiency numbers. That could change. Georgia could make it. Maybe Bama or A and M, but they already have a loss, and I think that's just going to be. Um. It, ooh. Extremely difficult for either team. Now, one of them is going to have two losses after the weekend. Yeah. Right? Uh, however, they'll only have one 
conference loss. So they'll still be in it for Atlanta, but out of it for the national championship. Mm. I mean, is this could we see a two loss team in the national championship this year, or is, it, or is that just not going to happen until until we have twelve? Hmm. I don't see it. I don't see that happening. But it, I guess it could. Um, if you, what you're saying is, if a, whoever takes the loss comes back, wins the West, and beats Georgia in the championship, right? Could they find a path at ten and two, depending on what happens with Ohio State, Michigan? True. Depending on what happens with Florida State, definitely. And what happens with um, Texas and Oklahoma? Would you say USC has a has a say in what happens? Could I mean, yeah. Do, will they get through the playoff? No, because their defense is terrible. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's a good point. You know, can they navigate their way through the Pac-12? I don't think so, but they may be able to do it with Caleb Williams. Um, it's unbelievable that Lincoln Riley's allowed this to happen, though, and not give them just a a, a salty competitive D. I'm not even asking yeah. for a top twenty, <laughs> just a you know top forty D. I mean, there was I think it was like. 20-something missed tackles against Colorado. Wow. Wow. And uh, Colorado can't run the ball. They ran for 190 yards on USC. See, I I didn't get that game. We left. Um, uh, we, well, I watched more of A&M Arkansas, to be honest with you. Ah, Jason. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and so I didn't follow that game like I normally would, even though we pumped it and... And, you know, it was a huge matchup with Prime and and Caleb Williams. Man, Jason Whitlock is salty, isn't he? Yes. About <laughs> yeah. Deion Sanders and Taylor Swift in his football world. Man. I, it's so funny seeing all the, the memes and the pictures of people getting mad every time they show Taylor Swift on, on the yeah. screen. Does it bother you? It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, she's she seeks attention. She gets it. Anybody that... You know, is is that popular? They're going to get attention. Right. You know. Well, she's a superstar. Right. Not a star. Superstar. Yeah. Um, kind of like Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's not a star. He's a superstar. He's our are superstar. Are y'all good with him now? Tweet Like, last week, y'all were mad at the tweeting. Oh. This, this week, it's okay, right? Yeah, no, it's cool now. But if we lose to Arkansas... Back on the hot seat. Back on the back on the, <laughs> back on the no Twitter seat. Yeah. No, 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 no X for you, man. Uh, that actually doesn't sound good. Um, no Twitter X for you, man. It's at 11 points right now. It's almost to two touchdowns. Wow. And see, I just don't like, but I do like how Kiffin's t- he's taking it serious. He's taking Arkansas serious. Yeah. Thank goodness. And you didn't think he would? Well, it's just, you know, in the, in the past, it's, that's one of the games that no matter what, Arkansas is going to play Ole Miss hard. Doesn't matter if Arkansas has eight losses, whatever. Right. They're playing Ole Miss hard. Yeah, I don't. Their their offensive and defensive scoring efficiencies got off. Yeah, it's not great. Not, but but that's the thing. I mean, we've lost to worse teams, <laughs> so but maybe not as good as you know we've been this year. Uh-oh. So that's what I'm. I'm are you hoping, buying? No, I'm hoping that we. Uh, Let me tell you where you are. Where am I at? You, your your Ole Miss Rebels, are. You, obviously, your your offensive scoring efficiency is great. Top 20. You're at 19. Nice. Your defensive scoring efficiency, 67. Oh, woof. <laughs> well, it's not 
it's not te- terrible. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not good. Right. And boy, man, if you if you were like you were like thirty five or forty, could be something. It, it'd be on. It'd be on. I guess maybe you can move that thing up. Um, Arkansas may be a good. You know that may give you a bump. Yeah, because they're not. It's KJ Jefferson against the world, right? <laughs> Poor guy. And you would think Pete Golding <laughs> could handle that. Um, boy, did you upgrade at DC? Wow, Mississippi State struggling at DC. Just you can't learn on the job in the SEC, and that's what Matt Brock's trying to do. Tom Luganville next. Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Tom Luganbill joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. You can watch the show right now. Go to YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. We've got a new uh, image up on the screen. We think it's great. Want to know what you think. If you want to watch it, tell us what you think. Uh, Jason created it last night. I think it's pretty funny. So you can go to YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports, watch the show. We've got some new helmets up. I don't have an old Miss helmet up because I gave it to somebody at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge last Thursday because I'm a super nice guy, allegedly. Um, And Mississippi State's not on the set just because of the way they're playing. Kind of offense and defense, but definitely defense. They're 112th in the country. Not as bad as LSU, who's 118th in scoring efficiency. But on the set this week, Tito's Vodka helmet, Georgia helmet, A&M helmet, Kentucky helmet, couple of bush lights, and and Lane Train's bobblehead doll. So I think we're doing pretty good, but we've got a new graphic up over my left shoulder. I'd love to know what you think about it on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. All right, let's get to Tom. The SEC Insider Hit is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Uh, Tom, what surprised you more? The fact that uh, LSU and Ole Miss combined for over 1,300 uh, offensive yards, total yards and offense, or the fact that Auburn played Georgia all the way down to the wire? Probably Auburn and Georgia. Um you know, I was really impressed with Auburn's defense and, and how they hung in there and the plays that they made. I think the environment, I thought Kirby Smart hit the, the nail on the head. Like, people don't have an appreciation for, number one, how hard it is to win on the road, but particularly at that place is really, really difficult. And, you know, quite honestly, I came away feeling like, you know, Brock Bowers should be a Heisman Trophy finalist. I mean, if they don't have him, I don't know what Georgia does on offense because uh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. And at some point, some, some people are going to take him away or work really hard to take him away. And will Carson Beck and the rest of that roster be able to function without relying so heavily on him? And so I, 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 I have an appreciation for Georgia and how they were able to pull it out and win the game. But wasn't all that surprised going into the Ole Miss and LSU game, given the way both of those offenses have been playing or been capable of playing, and then once you got Trey Harris and, and Quinshaw Judkins back in full go, completely changed the Rebels offensively. It sure did. Huge win for for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Let let me stay on Georgia and and just for here for a second here. Yeah. And, and then we'll go to uh, 
to Ole Miss and, and LSU and some of the other things happening. Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show. So I mentioned that uh, LSU is ranked 118th in defensive scoring efficiency, uh, yeah. which is dead last in Power 5. They've got some G5 teams behind them, uh, like Temple and Buffalo. Good grief. So um, this weekend, Kentucky is the only SEC in the top 10 in defensive scoring efficiency. Now, we know, you know, we've seen this dog and pony show before. Georgia's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Brad White is an absolute freak as a D.C. Do you do you believe that there's any chance that Kentucky's defensive coordinator, Brad White, and Stoops can take away Bowers so that this game goes deep into the fourth quarter, Luke's? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll have a fantastic plan, whether they're going to double him, whether they're going to bracket him, um, whether they're going to put put him in a position where they don't give up anything over the top, it, meaning that if they're going to throw it to him, they're going to force it to be thrown underneath and then rally up and tackle. Now, that's easier said than done, <laughs> but it beats the hell out of giving up a 40-yarder, right? So, you know, I do think they'll have a really good plan. And then on the flip side of that, all right, I think that from what we saw, to me, it looks like Kentucky's getting back to bully ball, right? Like, what what was this program founded upon? It was bloodying your nose at the point of attack, running the football, having a very competent uh, play-action passing game to to supplement it. And they've really gotten back to that this year. But I don't know if I feel as confident about their passing game complementing the running game if they don't have a day like they had last week. I don't know if you're just going to be able to line up and run the ball at will um, at Georgia consistently. Now, we saw Auburn rip off some some QB runs, and I like their plan because they knew they don't have anything else, so they were going to force Georgia to have to defend all 11 players, and they did that with quarterback run. That's, you know, that that's not what Kentucky is on offense. So can you can you take Kentucky offensively and if they had to go on the road and throw the ball to win, could they? That's the question I have. Right. I doubt it, but I see where you're going. Ray Davis is a dude for Kentucky, Luke. Oh, big time. Big time. Damn. They are, they, again, they, like, they just line up and run it downhill. I mean, it's, and, and we've heard Mark Stoops talk about this. Each of the last couple of offseasons, we've got to get back to who we are. We've got to get back to what this program was based upon originally. And he's right. I mean, those are, those are things that you've got to do. Um, and, and they look like they're finally getting that done. Okay. Tom Luganville on the out of bounds show. Let's go to LSU at Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin. And uh, you can poke holes in this. Just, I'm going to give you a little bit here and then I'll tee you up. All right. Okay. So fun ball game, all kinds of momentum swings. Uh, Lane Kiffin was the best play caller in the stadium. He called the game to win all the way down um, to the end of the game. I thought LSU didn't, got got conservative. Pete Golding got those two stops. They win the game. Uh, they, they both had, to me, the better play callers in the game. Now, and, and so credit to Lane, and you, you mentioned Quinshawn Judkins and, and, and Trey Harris being healthy, no doubt. And pre-scoring looked good, too. All right. Yeah. So... As Tom Luganbill, who has been involved with ESPN recruiting for over 15 years, how shocked, surprised, holy blank are you 
that LSU's defense is ranked 118th in defensive scoring efficiency with you knowing what type of player yeah. they have signed the last 20 years? Yeah, beyond stunned. It's, it's unfathomable to see a team with their athletes and their personnel play like that is, is it's mind boggling to me. And, uh, and it, to be honest with you, it, it, it should be by everybody. We've all, if you're a fan of college football and you've watched this team absolutely maul people defensively for the better part of the last 20 years to, they're like a shell of themselves. And I don't, I, listen, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I just know that, uh, it, it, put it this way. What if they weren't what they are on offense? They'd oh. be in real trouble. Wow. Golly, they'd be staring at six and six or something, but they'll win some more games just because of yeah. Jaden and, and neighbors and Thomas and those dudes. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, Brian Kelly. So they hired Pete Jenkins. I don't know if you saw this, Tom, mm-hmm. as you know, their D line coach stepped down in August. Um, yeah. so they, they've been shuffling around. Pete Jenkins is a legendary, as you know, defensive line coach, 82, yeah. 83 years old. He's been working for Saban among others for years and they've hired him to come in and kind of be a an analyst type deal for this week, probably going forward. Not good for Matt House, I don't think, long term. Um, but it does send a message that the head coach isn't happy, and uh, and they need some more eyes in the building and more thoughts and more ideas of how to to get this team uh, functioning. I guess you could say doesn't have to be great, but get them functioning. And the thing is, like. I think sometimes when things like this happen, it, it's it's more about simplification than it is anything else. Like, I, 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 are we doing? To, that's what you got to ask yourself. Are we doing too much? Are we asking kids to do something that right. they're not capable of? Are we overloading them? Could we just line up with our athletes and play base, keep the ball in front of us, and maybe we're going to be a little oversimplified, but that's okay. That's the first question I think that you've got to ask yourself in all of this. Um, and I'm sure they've been doing that each of the last couple of weeks. All right, let's go. I, I, they don't have the same type players, but they've been known for defense for a long time. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State's 112th in defensive scoring efficiency, and they're giving up like uh, 80% quarterbacks against them are completing 80% of their passes. Can you yeah. believe that this defense is that bad? Uh, again, no, and especially when you know the the head coach is the is the defensive guy. You know, um, that's what I think gets really frustrating for people is is that component uh, of it. And you know, I think it, it's a com it's a combination of things. I don't think that team's got a lot of confidence right now. I don't either. Uh, that I, I think their confidence is wearing thin. And now, guess what happens? You start to second guess and you start to finger point, and those things are difficult to stop. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to get out of the, get out of this hole because, um, you know, they had a, a couple of bright spots the other day. But the score was a little bit different than I think the game was played to some degree. Um, but uh, certainly not good enough to be playing winning football. Right. Tom Luganville, ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We are the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. Um, 
I guess, do will we find out for now who is the best team in the SEC West this weekend with Bama at A&M? Yeah, we, I, I think we will. And I, the, the interesting thing about this matchup to me is I think this is going to be a game where Alabama is going to have to throw the football to win. Because say what you want about Texas A&M, that team on defense is finally starting to play to the level of their athletes, and nobody can run the football on them. I mean, Miami put up 48 points on them but could not run the football. Well, how did they do it? They did it in the kicking game, and they did it through the air. Is Alabama capable of doing that from what we've seen to this point? I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that. And so this is going to be a big moment for Jalen Milrow. I think Alabama's been really good on defense. Their last two weeks, they really got after uh, uh, both Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State. I think yeah. they're gaining confidence on that side of the ball. Oh, um, yes. Can they, can they throw it? Can, okay. can they line up if, for some reason, they're not successful running the football on first and second down on the road, and could Jalen Milroth move the chains through the air? Because I think if he can't, I think A&M wins the game. If he can, Alabama wins the game. Oh, I like that. Okay, here's my take. I was in the stadium Saturday, Mississippi State, Alabama, and he can't, he can't see the field, Tom. Um, you know, even though they took care of business, things got away from Mississippi State at 17-10 going into halftime when, yeah. when Will Rogers threw the pick to the dude. Um, he's got people running wide open, and he can't see them. He can't see it, yeah. And that's alarming. And it's, it better get corrected and cleared up because um, I'm telling you, I think it's going to be tough, tough sledding on the ground against that group. And I'll say this, you know, we talked about this all offseason, didn't we, about – you know, this is going to be one of the most, aside from Colorado, this is going to be one of the more fascinating experiments to watch, and that is, you know, Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. And it's clearly working. They have a different identity. They can push the ball downfield. They create explosive plays. They can run it. They can throw it. Like, to me, what I'm seeing is a head coach that's turned it over. He's coaching the football team and letting the offensive coordinator run the offense. That's what I've seen to this point. I. I agree with you. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. Lugs, they're 70 spots better than they were last year at this time. Offensive scoring efficiency with Petrina. Yeah, oh, yeah no question. And, and here's the thing. As good as Connor Wegman was, they may be the one team in college football that has the perfect backup situation. Yes. Because if that guy was going to get hurt, you have a dude that you know so much about that has seen so many things, that's been through trials and tribulations, has seen some highs, seen some lows, and has been pretty productive when he's played. He pops into the game versus Auburn, and it was, they didn't miss a beat, right? And, I, I, again, I think having Max Johnson there, Bobby Petrino's done a good job preparing him, and that kid's shown up and, and, and played. He played well. Okay, so Bama and A&M are the leaders in the clubhouse with Ole Miss at third in the West. Is that where you are? Yes, that's what I, that's where I would be at right now. Um, and obviously, you can't put Ole Miss uh, above those. Uh, certainly not Alabama yet, because Alabama has the head-to-head. But, uh, yeah, I think that's valid. Um, and, I, listen, there's a lot of football to be played, and it's going to be very interesting to see, like, how do these teams hang in there, right? I mean, because this for Alabama, you lose this one, you're out. Yep. Like, you're, like I'm talking about college football playoff. Sure. And so, like – this, th- there's a lot riding on this thing right now. Okay, with Ole Miss, their offense is really good when healthy, and their defense oh, yeah. is 
average. So the question is, is that enough to get to the finish line, depending on what happens with A&M and Bama, with all the landmines that they have to navigate, but so does Ole Miss. Um, but I get the sense you lean towards the winner of this weekend's game. To I, I yeah, I do, I do, but I still I feel good about Ole Miss because I don't know the rest of the way outside of A and M if they're gonna they can be average or competent on defense with who they are on offense and win out the rest of the way. I really think they could um, because they're going to, if they're healthy and you hit the nail on the head, that is an entirely different team when Trey Harris and Quinshaw Duckett are on the field. Now they go to entirely Georgia. Um, yeah, they go to Georgia. Right. And then now you're going to have to ask yourself, well, what if they were able to, now we also have to be fair and say, okay, is Georgia, what is Georgia, excuse me, what is Ole Miss on the road? Because they did not play well at Tulane. They obviously lost to Alabama. Oh, they're awesome at home. You're, you're a great, you make a great point. On the, they're totally right. different team at home. Totally. And, and that's concerning because, you'll, you listen, every coach will tell you, if, if you're going to be a championship team, you're going to have to win close games. You're going to have to win on the road. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm not convinced that they've proven that yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, one, one more thing on, on Bama at A&M. Um, Max, you mentioned Max Johnson. This is an unbelievable story, how this thing could shake out because he's got such a wonderful, uh, he's got such a, not, not wonderful with personality, such a talented offensive coordinator in, in Bobby yeah. Petrino. Um, I mean, this kid's got mad skills, Tom. We talked about him at LSU. I mean, the guy has been able to play football at a high level for a long time. It just didn't work out. Like those last, I think it was the last three games or four games he started that year um, was um, he threw eight touchdowns to one interception. Wow. Like he was rolling. Like they were good, man. And that was when I think they, that was, wasn't that the shoe game? They'd be going and beat Florida in the swamp. And Dan Mullen last year, that Orgeron's last year, I was that game. Like he's, I think it was. So anyway, yeah, he's played good football, man. He really has. Tom Luganbilt, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. All right, let's go to neutral site game. Okay. Oklahoma and Texas. Both undefeated. Oklahoma hasn't played anybody, but they've done what they're supposed to do. Now, are you leaning Are you leaning hard Texas Longhorns? Or, or do you think that Venables and Levy and the crew can make this a hell of a ball game. I think it will be a really, really good ball game if Oklahoma somehow comes up with a way of handling the Texas defensive front. I, I didn't have an appreciation for just how good and how deep they are up front until I saw them in person. They look like some of the better SEC teams we've seen when it comes to the front. And you couldn't say that about Texas over the last however many years, right? And so... To me, because Oklahoma hasn't played anybody, nobody's challenged them. Like, they haven't had a difficult time running the ball. They haven't had a difficult time throwing the ball because they've outmanned everybody they've played. That isn't going to be the case in this one. Now, it's a rivalry matchup. I think both teams will be heavily prepared to play and, and be ready to roll. Um, but Texas, the way I would describe it, Texas is by far the better team. Oklahoma is vastly improved from what they were a year ago. Regardless of who they've played, you know, last year, if you recall, they came just 
throwing up all over themselves out of the gate. And, I mean, they, they couldn't play defense. Oh, they were terrible. They the ball. It was brutal. That's not, that's not what's happening in Norman now. They're vastly improved. Okay. Um, are you, but, so so you, you think this could be a one-possession game between Oklahoma and Texas? Only if Oklahoma, only if Oklahoma can block Texas. If not, it will not be a one-possession game, All right, in my opinion. All right, let's go to Arkansas at Ole Miss. What do you see from Arkansas? And do you, this is an 11-point spread. It's about to go to two touchdowns. It's moving. Yeah. Um, I don't see any way Arkansas can slow down Lane and Dart. Is that what you see when you look at this matchup? Yeah, and I think I think – you know, Arkansas has got a little bit of a broken heart right now. They've been so close, right? And they've lost some heartbreakers. And they might be reeling a little bit from a confidence standpoint, like we talked about from Mississippi State, where you're just sitting there going, ah, can we just get a ball to bounce our way? Or can we just get a play to come our way? And it hasn't happened. And so you take that versus a team right now that's riding on an all-time high of confidence, and I would lean towards Old Miss. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it could it could get away from – why is Lane so good right out of the gate, scripted place? Well, a lot of it has to do with do you have a completion or do you have a big play on first down? Because if they do, then the tempo speeds up, and that's exactly what they want to be in. If you notice with them, when that doesn't happen, they slow down and they're completely out of sync. They are. They are. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to watch. Like, I watched on the side, and they went down against Tulane in three plays, covered like 70 yards, and, and cut through them like a, a knife through hot butter, right? From that series on, the rest of the game, they could not gain yards on first down, struggled to gain yards on second down. So now they're not ahead of the chains. Now they're worried about third down, and they're not going fast. And when that happens to them, they do not function in the same manner. So I think a lot of it has to do with look, look at success on early downs when the game starts, and you're generally going to see if, if they get 7 or 10 or 6 or 12, the next play is coming 100 miles up. They will snap that ball in less than 13 seconds. It, it, it's uh, crazy. And, it is. And a lot – there, there are se- – Many times throughout the season where with Lane, they're unbelievable in the first quarter. And then the defense figures them out in the majority of the second and third quarter. And then Lane gets it back going in the fourth quarter. Tom? Yeah, I see that too. Yeah, it's, it, you're right. It's like one team adjusts a little bit, kind of gets a beat on them. And then Lane gets a beat on what they've adjusted to. And then he changes. And now there's only one quarter left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I think this is just what he is. He he is going to be aggressive, and it is going to hurt him at times, and it is going to be unbelievable and amazing at times like last weekend. Is that what you see? Yeah, I, I think that that's what his DNA is, right? Um, you know, like the difference between him and let's just say a Lincoln Riley is Lane – is very gifted on the offensive side of the ball, but does not have the blind spot for defense that Lincoln has. Like, there is a blind spot at USC. I do not know, understand Lincoln Riley's mindset when it comes to the defensive side of the football. And I think that Lane Kiffin knows that the only way to eventually beat an Alabama, consistently beat an LSU, consistently beat an Auburn or Georgia, is we got to continue to get better players on. Like he acknowledges it and recognizes it because he knows it's true. That so he's 
he's gifted, but he understands the other side where he needs help. Right. And that that's why the Pete Golding hire was so big. Yeah, he, he, I think so. He understands staffing, and 99% of coaches don't, as you know. And and Lincoln not um, moving off Grinch is a head-scratcher. Have a great week, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. They'll take care of you and your family and your business. Favorites.com. F-A-V-E. Favorites.com. Detelier at 830.